This episode of the Expat Cast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As expats, immigrants, foreigners, people living abroad, we face plenty of challenges outside the norm that might sometimes feel like a little bit too much. Especially when you add on to that a global pandemic that separates you from friends and family and isolates you in your new country. So, yeah, I can understand why some of y'all might be interested in seeking therapy. BetterHelp is a great option for just that. They are an online service that connects you with a qualified therapist with whom you can do sessions via video, via telephone, or even via chat. I actually have several expat friends here in Germany who use BetterHelp for their therapy. One fellow American found it important that her therapist understands her U.S. background. For another, her insurance just didn't cover therapy, so she was going to have to pay out of pocket either way, and BetterHelp can actually be a bit cheaper than in-person therapy. One major benefit is how quick and easy BetterHelp is. Finding therapy through the German system can mean months of paperwork, a language barrier, a cultural barrier, all things that can make an already overwhelmed feeling even worse. But with BetterHelp, you actually get matched within 48 hours of signing up, and then you can get right to diving into the issues that brought you there in the first place. To learn more and sign up yourself, head on over to betterhelp.com slash expatcast. And as a special offer to the expatcast listeners, you can actually save 10% on your first month. Once again, that's betterhelp.com slash expatcast. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to the expatcast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to finding home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole. First up, it is the final Thregapodfo update. This is the annual charity challenge where I go head-to-head with Sean of the Germany Experience to see who can raise more money for a charity of our choosing. So we both have been collecting donations since the first Advent Sunday, and you have until Christmas Eve to donate. I am still very behind. I I briefly took the lead again due to an incredible 100 euro donation last week. But seems like Sean's listeners got a little inspired by how fantastic my listeners are, and they started dropping 100 euro donations too. Um, And yeah, I said that plural because he's actually gotten two, which is incredible. Sean and I are both just shocked and amazed at this. We both are convinced that these are all typos and people just meant to give 10 euros and now they're like, oops. But I guess realistically, after 300 euro donations, maybe we have to start admitting that you guys are just that great and that generous. So thanks to everyone who's donated, whether it's 10 euros or 100 euros, seriously, every bit counts. And yeah, the totals for now are Sean is in the lead with 445 euros, and I'm coming up in a pretty solid second place with 250 So it's a bit of a stretch, but I would love to make a last minute comeback. So if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, that's Thursday, that's Christmas Eve Eve, you've got about 48 hours left to donate. So go ahead, click the link in the show notes, or if you go to Instagram, you can click the link in my bio and donate in the name of the expat cast to Kinderlachen. One more quick update before we get into the episode. I will not be releasing an episode next week. I'm going to be taking the week off to enjoy that wonderful liminal time that is zwischen den Jahren, so between the years. So I'll take one week off and then I'll get back to it the first week of January 2022. 
Now, for this week's episode, I am very excited to be bringing my friend and fellow expat content creator, Aspen, onto the show. We have a lot in common, Aspen and I, which is why we ended up becoming such close friends after we met on this very podcast. Um, One of the things that bonds us is our love of terrible movies, and I thought there's no better way to celebrate the Christmas season than watching terrible, cheesy Christmas movies. We decided we're going to do it with German movies. So we talk about two in particular that are both on Netflix, Über Weihnachten and This is Love. I think for the ideal listening experience, you'll have seen those movies ahead of time, but I think it's still going to be pretty entertaining to listen to if you haven't. But if you, for whatever reason, are very fixated on not getting spoiled on the plot of this movie, uh, don't listen because we definitely get into details about what happens. Um, But I gotta say, they are not like spoilery movies. I mean, they're guilty pleasures at best. Anyway, you'll hear us get into it. There's your spoiler alert. Let's get to it. Let's enjoy the episode. My name is Aspen. I'm originally from the States, and I am currently living in Munich, Germany, since around nine years now. And this means nine years of German Christmas. Which I still have some hot takes on, and I still do not agree that it holds anything over American Christmas. Yeah, I mean, like, U.S. Christmas is kind of the worst in most ways, but it's what I grew up with, and so I still kind of love it. I I don't know. What do you mean the worst? Like, okay, I think it's ridiculous how much materialism there's going on, the consumerism, the amount of electricity that gets wasted to have ridiculous lights. I don't know. I'm not someone who's super into gifts. I don't really like having things if I don't want them or need them, and I'm kind of particular lately. So I don't really like getting gifts. But at the same time, I've come to rely on certain gifts. Like my mom is going to buy me socks for Christmas and I just know it. And I haven't bought socks because I rely on it, you know? So it's kind of like crap of me to say that I don't like it because I also do. But it's stuff like that that gets in my head. Or like, yeah, I don't know, the environmentalism aspect of it. I'm not religious at all, so that all does nothing for me. Okay, okay. Those for sure. I mean, in that part, I definitely find to be very wasteful in the States and just like unnecessary but I think when it comes to the aspect of you know mixing in the fun with the hell that often comes with the holidays and (laughs) what have you America at least has a little better mixture of that than Germany I mean with Germans at a certain point they forget oh we need to make this like fun and we need to like enjoy ourselves and you know the typical German thing where it's like, oh, shoot, we left the fun at home. Yeah, yeah. One of the first, I mean, it was probably the first Christmas that I was doing a podcast for. I had a guest on Nick who just recently actually was a guest on again this season. And I remember <laughs> he said back then we were talking about German Christmas and he was like, yeah, they really put the Stille in Stille Nacht because Silent Night, Holy Night. Yeah, he was like, they really emphasize the silence, the holiness. They are all about like, this is a very a serious occasion. It's nice, it's positive, but it's solemn. And ever since he pointed that out, I think about it every year. I'm like, yeah, this is uh that's mm-hmm. that's oh, that's so exact. I can, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to say, um, if I can sort of out you for a second for being a great friend, I have this concept in my head that I don't really like gifts, and then people give me good gifts, and I'm like, oh, I f- oh. love. 
I can't curse on my own show. Oh my gosh, I'm so used to talking to you in a different. <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I do the sound effects? And whenever you curse, you put over a little beep yeah. from me. <laughs> Exactly. But yes, basically, I'm praising you for being a good friend and also a good gift giver because the microphone that I'm currently recording on is from you as an early Christmas gift because my original podcast microphones are held together by a series of rubber bands. And you were like, cool, you've been living with that for three years. What if you didn't? What if your life was just better? And then you got me this awesome microphone. This is an A plus gift and I've really been liking it. So I guess I don't really hate getting gifts as I, they just have to be good ones <laughs> it's more of the concept of you have to give a gift which i am yes. so against like i think yeah. i don't i don't brag much about myself but when it comes to gift giving i do feel like i'm pretty good at that but it's i think it's more so because i just generally i really love to do it for me it's like I have these friends I care about and then I'm like, you know what you would need? This thing that you've never thought about getting that would improve your daily life. But as soon as it's like, okay, get a gift now. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. It's not personal enough. Like I can't, I can't give you something if it doesn't have my heart in it. Like (laughs) I hate that. That's right about Christmas. It's like get a gift to get a gift. And I'm like, yeah, but that never makes a good gift though. That's like, it's not the point. Yeah. No, I totally understand what you mean about the like, American aspect of it being horrible because the anxiety of that, that's why I hated it. But I have to say living abroad and visiting for Christmas has made it so much better because, okay, it's the same thing with like American football and baseball. These super American things that I hated when I lived there. Now that I'm away from it and it feels so American to me, I love to kind of like in an anthropological way, just dip my toes back into those worlds. And it's the same with Christmas where Last time I was home for Christmas, I was so into all of... I mean, it was everywhere. Every radio station's blasting Christmas music all the time. Everyone's house is lit up. Everyone's trying to sell you things. And I was like, objectively, I hate everything about this. Actually, in this moment, I am loving it. Exactly. (laughs) And some of this stuff really is fun. Like, I can be such a, I don't know, a Scrooge, a Grinch. But walking around downtown Philadelphia. They have a German Christmas market. They have ice skating now downtown and little Christmas shows in the stores. And it is really cute. And I was, I don't know, I was watching some Macy's Christmas show and got like teary eyed. And I was like, what is happening to me? But also the other reason it works so well for me now is because I'm flying back and forth. So either I'm in Germany for Christmas and people have to figure out how to mail me gifts, which is way too expensive. So they only do things that they really think I would like. Or I'm coming home for Christmas and then I'm flying back with a backpack or one suitcase and so they can't get me anything big that I don't want. And I'm like, okay, this is working. This works. That's a good way to look at it. But having having heard that from you, we definitely another thing we're very much opposites on because I live for it. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like, I've got the heart of like a 50s housewife. I come over and I'm like, oh, Nicole, can I just clean this up? Can I just cook for you? And also I made you this so you have food prepped for the next three days. <laughs> you want me to tuck you in? <laughs> like, <laughs> These are all real that have happened at visits. I can, can, I can commit to yeah. <laughs> And I'm like over here, I'm like, oh, Christmas. When I wrap presents, I put glitter and confetti in it. You know, like good size, not revenge glitter. Right, right, right. That's in a different drawer. But oh my gosh, if you could see like the presents in front of me right now, the elaborate 
Oh, they're so cute. <laughs> this is why I was like, okay, you're the perfect person for this episode because what we want to talk about today is cheesy Christmas movies. And I, I didn't actually technically know this about you, but I'm like, okay, we have recently hate watched Twilight together. So I feel like you're pretty qualified for this topic. I am a lifetime <laughs> stan. Like lifetime movies are my guiltiest pleasure. So all those horrible Hallmark Christmas movies and lifetime ones and now just the abundance of Netflix trying to compete with them. I'm living for it. Yeah. Except for the German ones. Like, I'm like, this is trash. Just turn it off. (laughs) Put it in your appropriately sorted trash bins and move on. (laughs) Those are not guilty pleasures. They are just pure guilt. Yeah. I genuinely, one time when I went home for Christmas, I was like, oh, right. No one can hang out with me because everyone is home for Christmas and running around visiting their family. So I spent like a solid week just only watching Hallmark and Lifetime movies. And I was like, did I really fly across the ocean just to do this? And then I was like, yeah, I did. This is great. This is so great because I love this kind of trash. I think I've outed myself on the podcast before as an avid Bachelor Bachelorette fan. I love reality television. I love things that are kind of terrible. And uh, this itches the same scratch for me, these, these cheesy movies. And I love that Netflix is getting into it because as someone living abroad, I, I can't watch Hallmark or Lifetime quite as easily as when I'm home. So this way we, we can still participate. Also, thank goodness. Where would we be without a Princess Christmas Switch Part 3? Right? Like, my gosh, <laughs> yeah. what's going to happen next? Is she going to play a third character? Oh, my God. The talent. And nobody would have guessed. Like, I did, I was like, who? Who? That's her? Oh, my God. Well, I mean, with acting skills like Vanessa Hutchins has. And a I blonde mean. wig like <laughs> Vanessa Hutchins has. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we should actually start talking about why yes. we love the American cheesy Christmas movies so much before we move to talking about the couple German ones that we watched in preparation for this episode. Because for me, I think a lot of my viewing of the German ones was in comparison to U.S. ones. I don't know. How do, how do we describe the glory that is a Hallmark Christmas movie? Well, I would first go back to the premise. And if somebody's not familiar with the phrase guilty pleasure, guilty pleasure, it's like it, it's something that's just delightful and you really enjoy, but you're deeply ashamed of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know it's terrible and you shouldn't like it, but you totally like it. Exactly. Yeah. Like almost everything from the early 2000s pop culture. I think – and this is the thing that some people really don't get about this whole category of guilty pleasure watching. They're like, but it's bad. And I'm like – Yeah, like exactly. Like that's the whole point. That's why I'm watching it. And they're like, that doesn't compute for me. So I think some people it's just really not in their nature. But for me, oh, it is right up in my alley. (laughs) But I feel like with these like Hallmark and Lifetime movies, it's like they're so predictable. Personally, I love them because they're also like some hokey pun for the title. Yes. You know, (laughs) and you're just like. Like what was what was what's the one? There's this one on Netflix. It's like a Christmas night, but it's like. A K N I G H T, <laughs> and it's like, oh, he's a knight and he's in Christmas, and you're like, ah, oh, I get it. Yeah, and there's another um, Netflix one called what is it? A Castle for Christmas. I feel like this is also an important subcategory of Hallmark Christmas movies, and I'm saying Hallmark to like really actually mean this whole category. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's a lot of cottage 
inn and castle themed ones where the entire plot happens because people get snowed in at one of these cozy locations. You've got your more legit forms of that. So I don't know, like the holiday, I think is a good example. And then you have it all the way down to Netflix Castle for Christmas, which is complete BS. (laughs) Yeah, like the holiday, there's so much cringing in it. Like, this star-studded cast, this is like the high-budget version, but it is equally as shameful. Like, Yeah, and they – so all of these movies have a very certain form, and they're all love movies, of course. They're all rom-coms. So I feel like there's also the entire subcategory of ones where people travel home for the holidays, and then they, like, run into their high school Ooh, um, business rival. woman. Yeah, yeah. She's this exactly – going from the big city. <laughs> she doesn't have time for the holidays. This is goofy. She doesn't believe in love. She goes back to her hometown. And she meets this single dad who teaches her the real meaning of Christmas and, you know, helps her put her guards down. And she gets that hope back in her heart and then realizes the last day, like, no, big boss man from the city, I'm not going to work over the holidays because quality time is more important than money. (laughs) This literally could have been a summary of one. Like, this is that was so spot on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's, always a, there's always a hot single dad who's tough but tender and teaches <laughs> you the true meaning. And then you guys save the city together. And it's always crap like she is an independent candle maker and their train gets delayed for hours and she is super fed up because she has to make her deadline. But she finds out that the guy sitting next to her on the train, he makes wicks. And so the candle maker meets the wick maker and they get stranded in a snowed out train and then they fall in love and Santa. And it's just, it's all so bad and it's so good and it's so stupid and I care about no one involved. I'm probably rooting for no one, but it's like, it's very pleasant to watch, especially when, mm-hmm. I don't know, I find a lot of things stressful, including holidays and time around lots of people. So I, mm-hmm. for me, I love this kind of content because you can just like totally shut off and you know it's going to happen. You're like, I know it's going to happen and this is the goofiest setup and premise ever, but I don't care. I'm going to watch it and I'm part of me is going to enjoy it. And I, I mean, I do find I am slightly discerning with these. Like there was one uh, Christmas in California or something like that and I watched like 10 minutes and was like no it's not grabbing me emotionally enough and then I turned it off yeah um. <laughs> it's like you're like you're like you know how this bad it is you know what's gonna happen but you're still like I need to get emotionally involved in this exactly there's good bad and there's bad bad which I think brings us to the German, German <laughs> oh my goodness so yeah. we're just gonna talk about the two of them though right like one of them was like I would say borderline bad good and the other was just bad bad and I'm still heated about how just horrible it was. You know, I think I might have the exact opposite opinion. I'm excited to see because they're definitely both crap. Like we can just start by saying that. But yeah, okay. The one was called Uber Weihnachten, so over Christmas. And the other was called Love something. It's a, so it was like a love actually German knockoff version. Ah, like, this is love, it's called. This is love, yeah. Yeah, should we go into this one first? Yeah, I would say we have to wrap it up with the one that did slightly better. Cause, or did you think that Uber Weihnachten was worse? Okay, so here's the thing. I think Uber Weihnachten was like maybe better, but this is going to surprise no one who's listened to our dating podcast. I had such an issue with the man that it's about. 
was like frustrated the whole right. time. Where I was like, Dude. all of the men that were involved in it, I had issues with. But yeah. let's do the let's do the uh, love one first. Yeah, cause- yeah. <laughs> I think that that one was for me. I mean, I could not watch it in one sitting. It was two hours, and I watched it in three sittings. So that tells you something. Yeah. But I found it. I think good bad for me. I mean, it was definitely bad bad again. We're starting from the premise of both of them were total crap. We knew it, but we didn't expect it to be I do have to say with the This Is Love, because I got it recommended by a very reliable source, a girlfriend of mine, and she was like, yeah, it's like a German love, actually. And I was like, you know, there's got to be some part in it that's, like, cute and nice. And then, like, I trusted her. I trusted her so much. <laughs> I still haven't had that conversation with her because it just it hurt me so bad. But there was like some little part like in the almost end where I was like, oh, okay, there's that little spark of something. But then it was quickly distinguished and the movie ended for me on just like a nah. Yeah. I have to say I really hated the ending. I think the rest of it was awful, but in a way that I was like excited to be angry texting you about, you know, very ch- – like it was definitely the one that you want to hate watch with a girlfriend or whoever. So, I was watching yeah. it with a German girlfriend and she the whole time was like, oh, this is bad. But she was just a little bit more like accepting of it. Oh, my gosh. I remember – so I was watching it because you recommended it to me for this episode, right? And I was like, awesome. I'm in. Let's go. I hit play. Ten minutes in, I'm texting you because I'm like, what the heck? There are three dead dads in the first ten minutes? What is this? And then this is the kicker. It turns out there was only one dead dad. But here's the thing. I'm kind of face blind, so I don't really recognize faces really that well. Like when I know people, I recognize them by their hair and by their movement. But Well, I'm sorry. All these people on these German movies look the same. Like it's yes. so hard. It's so. <laughs> it took me a while too at the beginning. Like there's still some open questions where I'm like, I th- oh, this wasn't the same person. But like just the way it started, like it assumed you had this deep background on the characters. Uh-huh. And so it threw you just like in the middle and you're like, I feel like I missed the first part of the background about them and then like right away somebody's dad dies and they make it like funny or like just this existential cringe yeah it was really weird and it took a long time for me to kind of figure out who people were but then again in the end like it cuts back between all the storylines really quickly and then I, I lost it again. I kept confusing, like, is that that guy's boyfriend or is that his brother? And Well, yeah, I thought the two, the two guys that were a couple, I thought they were siblings until, like, they got married. Then I was like, oh, you don't know that with your brother. Well, but then sh- he was cuddling with his sister in bed. Right. <laughs> there were some parts of it where you're like, oh, this is okay. And then the Germans had to come back and double down and be like, okay, but remember, this is still German production. Yeah. <laughs> and Germans do this thing where, you know, I'm watching this and I'm just like, this makes no sense. This is also just, it's not funny. It's, it's not a good storyline. And typically a German will be like, oh, you just don't get it because it's German humor. And you're like, no, I do get it. It's just trash also in this movie i also got really frustrated by most of the men especially the dad who was selling things at the christmas market why would he leave the money so dumb he was so dumb he created all of his own problems and then he made them worse and then his whole argument was like it's just hard providing for the whole family and then the resolution for this was his wife to cry and be like i made you want all of this the big family the house i made you do that for me and i'm so sorry and then he was like No, you didn't make me do it. But yeah, we're okay now. Even though I messed up, you apologized to me and now we're good. And I was like, are you kidding me? Okay, there was also the scene at the beginning where a little girl falls into the water in the river and Santa 
jumps oh, in to save her, God. which is ridiculous. I think that's part where I was like, this is amazingly horrible. Also, I'm like, these kids are terribly misbehaved. I would be like <laughs> – or like or like literally she goes running to the water and the mom just stands there and watches her and goes, yes. oh – and you're like, woman, walk to the side. Yeah, this was what I was going to say. It's like everyone's like, it's amazing that Santa jumped in. I'm like, it's amazing that her mom just watched. She was just like, right. someone will get her. <laughs> but also, wasn't Santa homeless? Because that's the thing I was so confused about. Yeah, yeah. I also found this really confusing. I mean, yes, he was. And I do not understand what was so happening. So they picked up a homeless man because the original Santa died. Right, because that was the one and only dead dad. And then the other guy who I thought had a dead dad ended up being the son of Santa, the homeless man. Okay, yeah, it took me a while because I think we we just totally didn't understand the part that he was homeless. And then, like, he did the Santa thing that he ran away after, like, he saved the little girl. And when it was cuddling up and sleeping with this homeless guy under a bridge, and he kept going back to him. And I was like, what? Yeah. What is going on? One. Oh, there was also this hilarious plot line where they kept interviewing Santa and he kept being like, I'm not Santa. I'm just this guy. And then he would answer all the questions as himself and not as Santa, which was stupid. But what was funny to me is that another character was a TV producer and she's like young in her career trying to get going. And she films him and keeps being like, this is great content. And I'm like, Santa talking about how he abandoned his son is not great. Con- like, what are you talking about? But no. this is again, the Germanness of it all, the Germanity. I was like, the oh. Germanity. oh, the Germanity. They think that this was good TV. In that scene as well, like the ending one. So like the plot line, the kid jumps in the water to get this letter to Santa. Cause it's so important to get the letter to him. Cause then she'll get her presents so these kids who look like they're around like 10 11 years old like they look a little too old for that but all right and they do this because they believe so much in santa and it's this huge plot line like the dad can't let the family down because the kids believe santa's so real and then constantly santa's sitting with all these kids being like hey i'm not really santa or at the end he like takes off all his costume and he's like yeah on TV, I'm not Santa. And you're like, wait, what? But these kids are sitting next to you listening and watching you? Like, right. <laughs> also, quick question. Do Germans believe in Santa? Because my understanding was they grew up with the Christkind visits them, not Santa Claus. So this was my question, too. And I'm pretty sure Christkind is, like, in the south of Germany. I know the Weihnachtsmann, it does exist, or he does, and it's northern – but it is definitely not like that, and that definitely does not happen in Frankfurt because that is way too American. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm I'm not buying this. Oh my at god! All. And speaking of American, there was that random actor character who made <gasps> yeah. it big in the U.S. and they just would randomly throw in random American English sentences and then go back to German. And I found it so right. weird. The storylines in general, all, like there was not one that I was okay with. All of no. them, I was just like, this is terrible. And most of all, I was in infuriated with the story of the um, woman whose husband cheats on her with the with the son's teacher and then mm-hmm. this dang homewrecker of a teacher she's always trying to publicly just like cush up to him come up to him and then she invites herself over to his house and it's just like i was so infuriated with that but also at the same time i'm like they should like this little glow up from the mom. She's getting her makeup done. She's trying to deal with all this heartbreak. And the little boy's like writing his letter to Santa. Dear Santa, I wish that this year my present was that my mom didn't love my dad anymore because it hurts her so much. <laughs> and then they get back together. And yep. I'm, like, I'm like, your husband, 
he cheated on you with your son's teacher. Like, that's just insult to injury. Like, girl, you can do better. She slept with an 18-year-old and then was like, okay, I'll oh go God, back to I my husband. That. Yeah. I mean, well, okay, to be fair, though, that's that's kind of like <laughs> – I I'm feeling like if if I did sleep with an 18 year old too, then I, it would remind me that oh 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 no. But like, you learned that you wanted to sleep with an adult. There's a lot of other adults. It had it didn't have to be that one. Yeah, it just was just like okay, got a reminder that you want somebody more mature. Um, nope, you still didn't go back to somebody more mature. Yeah, I also could not follow that at all. I was like, wait, are they related? Why was because they met at a funeral from the dead dad. No, the funeral home. Wasn't the 18-year-old the one doing the funeral for her dad? Because the whole time he was there, like, making really, really aggressive eyes at her from the get-go. But then he was crying after. Why was he crying? That's what I didn't get either. I don't know. Again, with the face blindness, I thought him and this other guy who also worked at the funeral home – but I'm pretty sure it was the same guy. No, because the gay guy who ended up being Santa's kid, he was like laying in a coffin at one point, right? Oh my gosh. I forgot about that. Which again, that was just something like unnecessary that made no sense. Like apparently he fell asleep in a coffin and then he slept so deep that halfway through the funeral, his phone rang and it woke him up and he fell in the coffin while everybody was holding the funeral. Like, But I, I have to say, like, I still would recommend this in the sense of like, grab a buddy and pour some glue vine and watch this BS um, because there's plenty to pick apart and be like, what the heck did I just watch? Whereas the other one, so mm-hmm. uh, Uber Weihnachten, this was a three part series. So each episode's like an hour-ish. And okay, this one's about a singer in Berlin who's from this tiny town and he comes home for the holidays and he's actually not successful, but he tells everyone he is and he's been avoiding his family because he's embarrassed, but he should have answered their calls because it turns out his ex-girlfriend is dating his His younger, more successful brother who lives in Munich and very obviously lives like he looks like the picture of the most basic white man in Munich, like his little pullover with the collar and his hair. I'm just like, I walk outside my door and this is all that I see. And for me, that tickled (laughs) me because I'm like, yeah, but I know where this brother's living. (laughs) I thought of you because I was like, this is all the men I saw on Tinder when I visited you. And I was like, his name is Maximilian. We've determined. (laughs) Oh my gosh, a thousand percent. No, but okay. I do have to say for the Uber Weihnachten, I liked it because production wise, it was very like American style, American style storytelling. Americans, they know how to do a good framework for movies and for shows. Yeah, yeah. I think I liked it for the most part. And then somewhere like the first half and then the second half, I was just getting more and more angry at the main guy. And then I was also annoyed because I thought he was really cute at first. And then I was just watching him be so annoying that I could no longer she's find like, him cute. like, you're pathetic, dude. <laughs> like, you're a grown man. For sure, it was sort of unfair because, like, he came back and he, you know, had a bad time and he really was, like, looking forward to spending it with his family. And then it, like, kind of screwed him over to an extent with them being so accepting. And, and the weird thing of, like, his ex 
than dating his brother and the family was so like accepting and like, oh, she's family, which I was just like, once again, why are these women in these movies like such weird homewreckers? Yeah. Like, I feel like as a parent, I would be like, that is so disrespectful. As a little brother, like, son, did I not teach you like to do better? Like, why would you want this girl who was like, your older brother wasn't as successful. So I'm just going to drop down and date the successful brother. Well, and I think for me, she was an uninteresting character anyway, because they never developed her other than she was with the one brother and now she's with the other brother. The end. But what stood out to me was the entire family just didn't say anything about it. And they were, yeah. And and this was so German. I was like, this is German family. It's like they don't talk about any, like they, they are accepting, but it often in a way of like, because we're not talking about it. And if we start to talk about things, it's going to get messy, which was part of the plot. And so I think that's what I liked about Mm -hmm. it for the first part. It's like he was coming in from out of town being like, you guys are being crazy. Like, this is not how the world works. Like, come on. And I I kind of related to that having been in like certain – Family dynamic situation there. I love that aspect because that was the one part of the movie that I really liked. It was just super relatable and you're like, okay, but this is real. This is really real. And in a lot of German movies and especially these types of like rom-com ones, you're like, people don't act like this. This is not like relatable at all all like most German movies just how they behave you're like Germans don't act like this this is just weird and exaggerated and unrealistic and certain aspects of this you're like hey you know what I can relate to this character or this scenario but then some yeah like you said like halfway through you're just like okay this guy is actually kind of a loser and he's getting so butthurt because his older ailing parents are not like waiting on him hand and foot and like cut off paying his bills when he's like what mid 30s like trying to be a struggling singer in berlin like oh my god and his song was so bad right they kept playing the song and i was like dude this song is worse every time that you play it like this is why you're not successful it's because you're bad Honestly. Well, and then there was the part where basically like the climax is that he boils over and like ruins the entire town's Christmas by just like ruining their concert, using the stage and taking the mic to like out everyone's bullshit. And so like he actually outs a character as being gay, although they never actually address if the person is gay or bi, like as if bi doesn't even exist. And then like they just, the way they handled all of that was just really gross to me. And like Mm -hmm. they did have people call him out on being selfish and immature and ruining everyone's Christmas because he was having a bad day. But then Mm -hmm. they all immediately forgive him. So there's not actually consequences for his actions. And I'm like, this is really frustrating to watch. But accurately German. Because they're like, oh, well, well, there's already this mess. Let's quickly hide it under a rug. Let's not acknowledge this any more than it's already been done. Yeah, yeah. And I just – I don't know. I'm, like, not so patient with that kind of stuff anymore where I'm, like – I mean, it's just not that entertaining to me to watch that level of bending over backwards so that some guy can feel like he has no responsibility to other people in the world. Like, I I don't know. I think that's like pretty common in at least my experience of the world is like a lot of guys think that they're not responsible for their actions. And to be seeing it in the culture is just really frustrating for me. And I think, I don't know, now I'm getting like political, but I think a lot of this stuff changes via media. And so I, I don't know. I'm just at a point where I'm like, I don't need to watch this and it's actually really upsetting to me to watch it so that part really kind of ruined it for me but I guess yeah like the first two episodes I probably was fine with 
Yeah, well, you were still like, oh, okay, and then you learn like the extent of his side of the story, where you're like, well, you were just kind of a baby, like yeah. grow up, dude. And then also there were some just weird lines where they're like, we're going to use a grandma as comic relief and she's going to yes. be like rowdy and make sexual jokes. And you're like, oh, grandma, no. That's- I was just literally about to ask what you thought about horny grandma because that was her oh entire my God, horny character. Grandma, right. Right. And you're literally just like, ugh, don't, don't talk about the cookies. Like, yeah. But also, why would you give those cookies <laughs> into the children? It was so weird that one of, one of the last lines of the movie is – the okay, so the main character's ex girlfriend's dating his brother, and then as revenge, he sleeps with this girl who used to date his brother in high school. But then they fall in love because Christmas and whatever. At the end, the girls are like hugging each other, which was also weird because I was like, they don't know each other. We've never seen them meet, but okay. And then yeah. horny grandma comes up and is like, "Hey, both of you have slept with both of the brothers, huh?" And then the movie ends. That's the ending. Grandma, like, you're going back to the home. <laughs> that's that's gross. Like it was a lot. None of your business. Like just just leave it, Grandma. There were were some things that I thought was really funny about the whole production of it, which is like first off, it's set in that town. What is it called? Monchau, which is super famous for being super pretty, but it's also, to my knowledge, quite small. And I could just tell, like you're watching all of these montages <laughs> of them like biking through town, and I'm like. There's definitely like one street in this town and he's just riding in circles if you actually follow him on a map. Or like they put the cookies in the oven and then they go on a walk and they're in the middle of the woods and her phone goes off and she's like, oh, no, I have to take the cookies out. But I'm like, girl, you're like at least a 10 minute run away from your bakery and cookies can't stay in that long. Cookies only bake for like 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, listen, if you this is like your job, then why would you ever leave your house while baking? Like, no matter how good you know cookies, like, don't go for a leisurely stroll with your <laughs> with your boy toy while the cookies are in the oven. Like, no. I thought you're professional. Or one thing which I was just cracking up on is their, like, whole bar party montage. Yeah. For me, that was just the goofiest thing ever. It was such a very, like, American cliche sequence Okay, I would semi-believe this to be, like, something in the States, but never, ever in Germany, because this is just too... <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> and then no one was hungover afterwards. Everyone was totally fine. I was like, dude, you did... You drank so much, but okay. Ew. I mean, yeah. okay, so facet, all together, what would we say? Should people watch this one, both of them? Uh, gosh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Uwe Weihnachten, that's, like... Closer to a guilty pleasure. Like, it's, I think it's the best of the worst. The worst being German Christmas movies and rom coms in Germany, I would have to say in general. At the same time, I'm like, well, you could be spending your time better ways. I mean, in terms of German, German productions, I mean, it's, you don't need to. Yeah. And I think the thing is, like, I mean, I recommend if you have time, go for it. Watch all of them that we talked about. But don't expect the same feelings as a Hallmark movie. Exactly. And if you have (laughs) Netflix and you see all these like American ones coming out, those are going to tickle that spot. You're you're looking to Mm -hmm. (laughs) tickle that spot. What the hell am I saying? Those are going to, those are going to. Jingle those bells. (laughs) Those are going to jingle those bells. <laughs> These okay. aren't going to jingle your bells, but <laughs> they might be worth it anyway. But okay, before we totally wrap up, one <laughs> thing left to do, which is the 
Zack, zack, zacks. So this is a rapid fire question round where I ask you three questions that you answer without thinking it, overthinking it. Just go with your gut. Are you ready? All right. Roger Dodger. What is your favorite Christmas song? Uh, uh, Santa Baby by Eartha Kitt. Uh, what is your favorite Christmas drink? Ooh, I'm going to have to say hit me with some of that good nog, mm. but with brandy. Very, very important. And finally, your favorite Christmas sweet treat. Ooh, this is tricky. I actually just baked a whole bunch of treats, and they're looking them in the face now, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I can't just say what I see. <laughs> but I would have to say my favorite, and also – if I may flex slightly, my best is salted chocolate toffee bites. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Yeah. Okay. Where can people find you? Also, let's plug the actual other podcast that we kept thinking that we were doing right now. (laughs) The struggle, so real. So me and Nicole, we started a great podcast, slightly uh, more mature rating than the um, expat cast Still dynamite content, and this is called The Dating Abroad Cast, where we discuss life, Liebe, and the pursuit of dating in Deutschland. And you can find us at The Dating Abroad Cast on Spotify, on Apple Podcast, and check out some of our fire memes and share with us your Deutsch dating disasters via sliding into our DMs. Yes. Instagram, best place to find us at The Dating Abroad Cast. I would say if you liked the vibe of this episode, uh, you'll like the vibe of the podcast because it's just you and I chatting. And that's also, it's super fun to do because normally on the expat cast, it's a slightly different vibe. I'm, I'm more in the role of interviewer and like, yeah, I'm, I'm inserting myself, but I'm not just totally just having a chat, you know? And what I love about doing this episode with you and then the whole podcast with you is that we get to both just, yeah, like we have certain topics we're going to get to, but it's two gals with a lot of horror stories about dating German men. And we just sit back and chat and vent about it. <laughs> oh, but also we get, which I'm still like so thankful because I know a lot of people that listen to the expat cast. They have like rated us like, thank you guys, but also like message us and stuff and listen to the dating and broadcasted. That is my favorite part because we definitely get so many people writing us, telling us their stories and sharing just all the funniest funniest stuff with us yeah. and it's sort of like this like little mini community we found where we were like oh my gosh it isn't just us and our experiences aren't that bespoke because it is all the men in this country and all the expat <laughs> girlies and German girlies yep. can relate to this. Truly the only way to survive dating in, <laughs> at, at least in Germany probably elsewhere too. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to do next season next year, and it's no longer just going to be about our dating lives in Germany, but we're going to add a little bit of Nicole's interviewing expertise and bring on a variety of basically people dating abroad, abroad everywhere. I'm so excited to do that because I think it's going to be like the crazy DMs we get, but then even even more good stories. So yeah, anyway, I'll put all the links to that in the show notes. And yeah, give us give us a listen, subscribe. And yeah. yeah, and thank you, Aspen, for coming and doing this very, very fun episode and for bringing these two terrible, great, mostly no just terrible movies into my life (laughs) thank you for holding back in the strength for the last week of you not talking about them it was so hard for me too like i just had to be like putting phone away (laughs) 
it felt good to finally get it all out. <laughs> oh, man, and I could even more, but you know, that's a wrap for today. again aspen for coming onto the show as said you can find our podcast the dating and broadcast anywhere that you're listening to this show you can also follow us on instagram at the dating a broadcast you can follow me on instagram while you're at it at the expatcast and you can find me on twitter also at the expatcast don't forget this is your last chance to donate and help me beat sean help us both raise money for kids in need across germany through the group kinderlachen which we're raising money for as part of our charity challenge link to that is also in the show notes as always i want to thank amy Lungi art for the logo and side hug for the theme music they're on instagram at a hug from the side reminder i will not be back in your feeds on the 30th i'll be taking that week off and then i'll be back in your feeds on thursday the 6th of january till then have a wonderful end of the year happy holidays have a great new year good slide into the new year as the germans say and bis 2022 bis dann tschüss